And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast where we find people who have social proof and social proof is uh, somebody who has built something and not only have they built it, but they can show somebody else how they built it. You know why? Because they really actually built it. And we can show, like, this is proof that this is what I'm doing. I haven't had a job in years. Look at all the other people I've showed my secrets to, and they're all also winning. So we have someone special, one of my guys, one of my true friends, Mr. Marcus Y. Rosier. What's the Y stand for? Hey, man, what does G stand for, or, or the Z and Jay-Z? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Does it really stand for something, though? It does. It's my middle name. You know, it's... it's you, do you want to... Yeah, I keep it a secret, man. It, uh, I, I think that a social proof exclusive. Yo, for some reason, I knew you was going to say that, because you just seem like the marketer guy. Like, it just adds interest. <laughs> but it's a legit middle name, man. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. Oh, I'm going to find it. Oh, I'm going to find it. <laughs> What's the word, Mr. Rosier, man? How you feeling? I feel phenomenal, man. I'm honored to be here with you. I, I say it all the time, man. You you flat out genius. Genius, man. Uh, I want to be a flat out billionaire, okay? That's the well, only you compliment. Know, you can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have it all. <laughs> those, those are the titles that I want. Right. So, uh, man, please introduce yourself to the people that well, don't man, know. I am Marcus Y. Rosier. I really don't go by titles. I think that it's important. If somebody followed you around and you couldn't tell them what you did or mm-hmm. update your, your bio, what does your life tell people that you are? Thanks. So if I had to go by anything, man, what I'm after is... Man, I would say a mental real estate agent. I want to own space in people's head with concepts. A mental real estate agent? Where you can own space in someone's head with concepts you you created. Explain that. So imagine, like, win the day. It's proprietary. It's something that has a concept. But when you think of John Maxwell... Well, explain win the day, what that is, for those who don't know. I'll do both. When you think of John Maxwell, you think of leadership. He owns mental real estate. He he owns a street called leadership. (laughs) (laughs) He owns that street, And in your mind that you think of him, if you think of relationships, you think of Chapman, the four love languages. Mm. Well, people was in love before him. But he, he bought the block in your head that you meet someone now, and they make you take a test and say, what's your love language? He owns that block. Dang, that's real. So for me, it's... Dang, it, that's deep. I think the people who win, whether it's Tony Robbins, that's how he's, he's been around. He takes concepts that everybody knows. He mm-hmm. names them, make them proprietary. That's all we do in America. We take plain land we didn't own, we pave it, and name it something. So that's what I want to do. I want to take concepts, name it something that I can own space in people's head and live forever. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so what is what is it that you do right now? I, well, I know you do coaching. You do a lot of consulting, yeah. things of that nature. So kind of share with people what you do. Absolutely. I help people market and monetize strictly online. I've, I've locked it in. Now, what that looks like is messaging. At the end of the day, only thing I'm good at is messaging, being able to put words together. So I help people figure out drip. Get that right there. Oh, yeah. I help people the chinchilla figure, on the mic. Uh, well, you, know, you know, you know, little, little, take that, get that off know, the chinchilla. You know what I'm saying? Little, little lamb, you right. know, <laughs> little lamb. Mary, <laughs> little lamb. You know, y'all should see it. So for those that are listening, uh, he definitely got real authentic <laughs> lamb without Yo. without blemish. <laughs> cut, cut it out. Cut it out. On his jacket. I cut love it. it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This guy here. Man, what I do now, I'm targeted. I help people market, which is in essence, how do you find your ideal client, people you want to work with, mm. and monetize online. So how do you figure out a way that you can consistently generate income surrounding your genius? Mm. So in essence, it's messaging, but it's built around marketing and monetizing. So that's all sales funnels, email marketing, automation. So now it allow, that's all I do. I take what's in people's head teach them how to communicate with their ideal audience mm-hmm. and teach them how to package it and monetize it. Gotcha. So what are some of the principles that you use? Because obviously we, we both like coach a lot of small business entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Um, where do you see most small business entrepreneurs get it wrong? Oh, man. Se- several things. First, first and foremost, they, they, communicate, they communicate their... One more time. I would say they communicate their uh, deficiencies on their clients. So I hear people all the time say things like what I call a loser for them. No, nobody got money. 
we're in the age of the internet. The whole world's now broke. Yeah. So I see people who price things based on their insecurities or uncertainties. I hear them sell adjectives instead of solutions. So they'll say stuff like, you know, you hear it all the time. If you want to go to the next level, this ambiguous never, never land right. that doesn't the next level, right? <laughs> that doesn't explain what's there and the process of how to get there. I don't think that you should withhold. So I see people withhold too much information. Mm -hmm. We're in the information age. So it's not about keeping information from people because most people aren't going to take that information and do something. Mm -hmm. Everybody can clean their house, but they'll pay someone to clean it if they can afford it. Facts. You can cut your own grass, but you'll pay someone. So it's not about withholding it. So they do that. I think the other thing I would say is I think we have a lot of people who have great ideas, great skill set, but they're, they don't have the ability to package a business. We're talking about if you think about a dentist office, mm -hmm. going to a dentist office, they're going to hit you with the cleaning first. Mm -hmm. They're going to go from the cleaning to they're going to tell you something about you know, maybe you need braces or retainer. They're going to just keep upselling you all the way. That's mm -hmm. a full business model. So I see that a lot of people have a product, mm -hmm. but they don't have a full business model. So what I teach is what I call PSP, product service program. Mm -hmm. That should be your first value ladder. We all started with a product, a book. That's your lowest purchase point, mm -hmm. a service, and then a program. So I'll give an example for anybody who's listening. We'll use toothpaste. Mm -hmm. A person needs to brush their teeth. They need toothbrush and toothpaste. That's a product. Thanks. A person breast thinks all the time they need a service. They need you to, you to clean their teeth for them. Mm -hmm. Then they need a program, how to eliminate it all together where they can do it themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a value ladder from the lowest point to the highest, but you keep them working with you. You can make as much money as your ability to continue to meet the needs of that person along the way. Mm, I like that. All right, so take, take me back before you knew any of this stuff. Oh, I mean, man. Like, did you go to college, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dropout. You dropped out? Ah, I'm welcome to the club. Yeah, all right, yeah. My cool, mother's cool, so cool. disappointed, man. <laughs> So what'd you go to school for? Man, I was in school, I wanted to do education and business. Why'd you go to college? To play basketball, literally. You, you? Oh man, torn ACL and all that good stuff. I was point guard. Really? Yeah, man. I thought that's all I would do forever. I didn't know you who, Mark. Yeah, that's man. That's crazy. I thought that's the only thing I would do. All, I'm telling you, that's all I did my whole life, basketball. You name it, year round, I thought I would be that. And when I didn't, I didn't know what I was gonna do with myself. I, was, I graduated high school, I was 15 going on the 16th, so my mother's dream was for me to have my bachelor's by 18, she wanted me to have my master's, master's and doctorate by 21. Mm -hmm. I dropped out, I, I, when I went to school I was already basically a sophomore. Mm -hmm. I would have had my degree, I dropped out the last semester. Really? Jumped into real estate, 19 years, what was it, 18 years old, 19, jumped into real estate. All my friends was coming out of college bragging about making 40,000, 50,000, mm. and man, I started with tax deeds. I'll go, then I learned about foreclosures mm. on the court steps, then started doing flips. And like once I got into that space, it was like, hold on, 20 grand? And I'm from Panama City, Florida, bro. Mm. My, we used to sit around, our dream was to make 12.50 an hour. Like, right. bro, if I make 12. <laughs> what? So, you know what I mean? So like to, to see that kind of money at a young age, I bought my first house, I was 19. So I saw too much too soon. Mm. Like I had made some money, I already owned a house, so like all the dreams that my friends was telling me, I couldn't see it. So like my story started then, but I lost everything. I did really well on the cleaning company, was promoting parties, always had So business. how'd you lose, so you were, you, were, you were building with real estate? Building with real estate. And what year was this? This was uh, late 2000, so I graduated high school, it was 2007 all the way to like 2010. Right? Oh, so you got in 2007. Yeah. Then the, the market crash, yeah. and obviously you made money through that. I lost through that because I started I started right before that, and I took money from, like, I was always doing a bunch of stuff, cleaning companies, uh, uh, parks and recreation services. I had a bunch of my hands on a bunch of stuff. I used mm -hmm. to hire referees. I took a large part of my savings to try to buy a uh, condominium. would have bought a Florida condominium. Mm -hmm. This was before Airbnb, so I wanted to sell four of them, keep one. Mm -hmm. and. Because of how back then condos were going three, four hundred thousand, I would have had a million dollars liquid. That was oh, the, wow. that was the goal. You know what would ha what was happening during the recession is banks could call you and say, "Hey, we want you to uh, close out this loan." So you got to right. basically make good on the whole amount. People mm -hmm. didn't have it; they would overextend it. My deal was with the guy. Right. It wasn't with the bank. Right. He filed bankruptcy because he was doing properties all over had these crazy commercial loans, residential loans, so he filed bankruptcy, man, and every every dime I invested in the deal, it's gone. Really? 
Found out on Monday. Wow. Found out on Monday that my life savings took everything. I bet big. Found out <laughs> <laughs> like I took Always been like everything, that. yeah, and put it into it. Found out that was gone on Tuesday. I found out the condo, the condo contract I had for a cleaning business that they were going to hire in-house. Mm -hmm. They said it was cheaper. Found out that Wednesday that the Air Force and the Navy base wasn't going to use my services no more to hire, to hire referees and for their parks and recreation services. And you had all these businesses going on at the same time? Yeah. Was coaching, was coaching basketball for Rutherford High School and was working for my parents, and they fired me all in one week. Everything I had was done in a five-day period went down to $11.37 and I from Regions Bank, I'll never forget it, that number, $11.37, Regions Bank, and, and was mad, like, and it's harder then to say, where am I gonna work? Like a job, like I don't even yeah. know, I don't have no work history really. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, so I, I found something that was paying me $1,000 a month, saddest day of the month was the day I got paid. Why, because you knew it was going? Oh my God, because it reminded me of how little I was worth, like $1,000 for mm. the whole month of work? Coming from like what I was used to making, man, it was like, and it wasn't enough. I had I had vehicles, I had my bills was over $10,000. Like, you know, it didn't, it didn't even do a dent. <laughs> it didn't put a dent. Best thing ever happened to me. The absolute best thing ever happened Why? to me. I was never successful, I just had money. I thought I was successful. I was not. I didn't know who I was. I was insecure. I paid, I paid, you know, I paid for my confidence with clothes I didn't like just because it was in style for you mm. to say, well, I see you with that cool jean. Like, man, this old thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what this new thing? Ah, don't worry about it. Ed Hardy and all that stuff that you mm. didn't like. You know, I look back and, and realized, man, even generosity. I wasn't genuinely generous. It was a way of buying space in, in people in people's eyes of marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, my, back home, I'm, they call me Money Mark because I'm from, you know what I'm saying, I'm 19, got a house, I got Escalade back when how I'm living is out. Like, you know, Ooh, you know so it was, it was that. I was super insecure, man. Mm. I was still chasing that feeling of being cheered for playing sports and I didn't know who I was, didn't have a skill. I would go to networking events and if they would ask, what do you do for a living and go around the room, I would pretend I got to use the bathroom because I didn't know what I, I, I couldn't answer the question. I was so insecure about it that if you ask, so what do you do? I couldn't do it, man. And to this day, I'm comfortable in it now, but I hated that question for years until I sold search. So it was then that I, when the day started then, I had no money, I'm a big believer in faith. So I tried to find ways to give type, but you can't, you can't type when you ain't got to offer nothing. <laughs> you know, I was making it rain at every offering basket I could find, mm. hoping that'll turn it around. I wanted to be a speaker. And that's the only skill I knew I had when I taught people listen. Mm -hmm. Went into, uh, from there, went into Edward Jones Investment Group. That was my first, I didn't even know it was corporate, right? Mm. Talked to the guy about an idea I had about all my friends had been locked up. How do we partner them with businesses in the community? And if you vouch for them or other business owners, be mentors to them, mm. jobs will hire them. Mm. We started, he said, what do you call us? I said, I will be great today, blah, blah, blah. He thought I had a real organization. Mm. He said, meet me tomorrow for breakfast. I get there and it's their corporate meeting. Hundreds mm. of people. I'm, I see. I'm the main speaker. First wow. time speaking. They paid me twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Ooh. Now keep in mind, I'm making a thousand dollars a month. Oh, for sure. You taste blood now. <laughs> so, so like that. You taste blood. But I couldn't Whoa. cash it because he wrote it to an organization that I didn't even had a paperwork in place. Wow. Like that's what taught me about structure. I was horrible as a speaker. So you told him the name of the company that you had in your head. Yeah. And he wrote the check to that company. Yeah. That didn't even exist. Had to hurry up, get paperwork in place to be able to cash it. And 12 5 that's what I was making. A, that was more than what I would make a year yeah. at the job I was working, man. And it made, I said, I got to get better faster because I started getting opportunities to speak. And that's when the day started. Man, I didn't have money to give. I, pr I was praying and heard clearly, man, that I was mad at God. Like, how you let your boy go broke? <laughs> you know? I heard clearly, like, man, I ain't asked for your money. And that's when like it shifted everything in me to say, and type is, is so much more than money. I mm. promised God that day, riding that car crying, that I would give him the type of my day to the gift he gave me. Mm. And that's where it started. It was 10% of the day. And because I was competitive from basketball, I wanted to play ball and I wanted to make a million dollars. I converted time into money because I was a procrastinator. Mm. So that's where it came from. So every day was worth, uh, every day was worth 2,400. I promise I would give 10% of that, two hours and 40 minutes or $240 to my gift. Mm. So I started waking up every morning, 
spending one hour, which was $100, and I would write a check to myself. Mm. Pay to the order of, and I would pick a focus for that day. I would get cards, I would mute the TV, listen to the news, and act like I'm interviewing. That's why now I don't say ums, uhs, I eliminated all of wow. them. Wow. I, I would pick a card, write a word, and would have to create a speech on the spot. Three points, organization, introduction, make up a story on the spot, be able to flow between questions, look at news reporters and see how they squeeze information, gap mm -hmm. fillers, think time, this thing I call upsetting the equilibrium, to take someone with a train of thought they agree with and flip it to make to move towards your point. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it's all these. So I, I am, I agree that a man should open the door for a woman, but I would have to speak on the fact that a man should not have to open a door for a woman, and it just stretched my ability to. Yeah. And you move them in, you move them in that direction where they have, you know, they have no disagreement with what you're saying. They, are, you know, when you what's one of those joints that everybody says, you know, hard work pays off. Everybody mm -hmm. agrees hard work pays off. You lead them in a train of thought, the agreement with no objection. Mm -hmm. Then you throw out something that they could have some internal objection where they disagree with you just enough that mm. it creates tension between you and the audience. Mm. From there, they have to listen to you and mm. you drip the content throughout. You know what I'm saying? So it's all these mm. little technical skills I learned. You gotta think now, that was October 10th, 2010. Every single day since then, two hours and 40 minutes. That's how I wrote my books. I wrote 23 books in three months, that mm. same principle to this day two hours and 40 minutes or more mm -hmm. into the area of communication. Not even a doctor go to school every day for this many yeah. years. 10 years strong, man. Wow. That's, that's what changed the game. All right, so you got that one speaking gig, 12,500. You gotta go set up a company so that you can cash the check. Yep. And even if you change your mind on the name, because <laughs> you can't now. So you create the company so you can cash the check. And then what? Man, after that, it was figuring out my voice. I sounded like whoever I was listening to at the time. Ah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, another, another feeling. And dealing with that internal insecurity, like from, from a communicator standpoint, the, I tell people, people don't crash when they're driving straight, they crash when they're switching lanes. Mm -hmm. So it's the moment where there's silence when you're transitioning from one train of thought to the next. That was the hardest part for me. And then not being a motivational speaker, but moving towards training, mm -hmm. you know, or if it's, then I come from church. So mm -hmm. it's like, I started getting church gigs and I was, it was like, I'm all over the place now and I ain't know how to fit in. Mm -hmm. So I started building structure around that. Then I started really focusing in on, okay, I know I wanna help people with time management. Mm -hmm. I waited until five years that I did it myself. Mm -hmm. 2010 I started, I didn't coach nobody until 2015. Mm. Five years of every day doing the exact same thing and I wrote the book July 7, I uh, put the book out July, when the day, July 17, 2015. 2015, okay, gotcha. So you got think five years of every day I accomplished something. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could show you, and then I documented it like a year-end statement to see how much did I pay my gift. Gotcha, So I was like, gotcha. I'm not gonna coach nobody until my gift is worth either half a million or a million dollars, basically what mm -hmm. I said. Right. That was the goal. Gotcha, so you dropped 2015, that's when I dropped my first book. And I'm two books in, Four years later, four and a half years later, how many books you got? I got, I put out five. I've written 23, so I've got, what is that, 20, I'm so 18 behind. left. 18 <laughs> but you know what's crazy, man, when you write that many in a short window of time, you're not that person anymore. So you don't even feel comfortable putting it out. Any of them. Yeah. Because you are, yeah. You're different, and you, and you batch wrote them. Like I wrote, you know, I think that you, creatively, I was in a whole nother space mm. to write that many, because then, I mean, I, I got three relationship books, a poetry book, time management, I wrote a devotional, like I wrote books in all the, I wrote a short story, mm. you know, called uh, The Day, what is it, uh, day, Meet the New Me or something like that I called it. Then another one called You Gotta Go Ham, from the story of Abraham, mm. his name was Abram, then Ham, the gap between is the process, you know what I'm saying, so mm. it's, you got, it's called You Gotta Go Ham. And it's like, it's all, you got to think, these are all different categories. Yeah. So it showed all of that was in me. All these different ideas, all these concepts creatively. But from that, man, it was learning business structure. I got into consulting on accident. And that changed the game for me because every level of life forces you to learn a new language. Facts. 
So imagine you do a consulting gig with an attorney's office and the attorney, yeah, yeah, just write up a um, MU, what do you say, write up an M, M, uh, MOU, send that to me, man, make sure you have blah, 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 and your contingency. I'm like, MOU, memorandum of understanding. Right, right. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know none of this terminology. Mm -hmm. You go into a doctor's office because you're doing consulting, and you're like, oh yeah, is it systemic? Is it this? What's your? What is it on the formulary? Now everything was this student process, mm. and that was that was how I think I opened things up with speaking. Speaking, I think, broke up for me because I come from church, so I never did the same speech. Mm -hmm. I would learn the person's company, and every speech would tie in every. I'm talking about brainiac study. It. If I was talking with nurses, I was talking about serotonin, dopamine. Uh, you know, uh, endorphins, all this, I tied it around and created the adult GPA, mm. a grading scale from, from the emotional spectrum for adults. Wow. Okay, I got I to dig into that. The game is still on. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. That's right. It's going to be five intense days, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long with breaks in between. 60-plus successful speakers, which means 60-plus virtual sessions and workshops and private group access. And that's not it. All live sessions will be recorded and sent to every attendee. That's, that's right. right. Every, every attendee. attendee. You'll never have to worry about missing a workshop. And with VIP access, we'll have the Social Proof Sunday calls ready for you every Sunday in April after the conference featuring Social Proof speakers you can engage with live. It's the, it's the Real, Real Social, Social Proof, Proof Online, Online Summit, Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. Get your tickets now at www.realsocialproof.com. Um, a grading scale for an adult's emotional health. And I just kept flipping it, whether it's professionals or if I was talking with... How'd you create it? Um, I was, I, I, in the same weekend, I had to speak at a college. I was in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I had to speak at a college in Ohio. I knew I had to speak with the athletes, and then I had to speak for the faculty. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, how do I not do the same speech but take the same concept? And that's where it came. I was at a college, and I called it the adult GPA. I was like, a grading scale for adults to figure out whether you're, whether you're passing or failing in life. Mm. And when the, con that, the whole mental real estate, mm -hmm. I knew they would remember it. If I could take that concept and plug it, then when I was speaking with healthcare professionals, I said, okay, if I can find four chemicals in the brain that produces stress, I could call the adult GPA and deal with stress levels, the adult GPA and deal with the levels of an executive. And I kept flipping that concept. Then I came up with people who were depleted at work and came up with two days is not enough. And it's, do your formulas just come to you? They do. I use a formula, I'm gonna give it to you, called the, that I call the STORM method. Okay. The STORM method to make sure, like any, if you were to tell me right now, Marcus, they come in, I want you to speak. All I'm asking is what you want me to talk about. Mm -hmm. From that, STORM method is S is for subject. I'm gonna pick a subject based on what you told me, but the subject is too broad to be effective. Mm -hmm. From the subject, I'm gonna pick a target or a topic. So if you say the subject is relationships, I need a target. Mm -hmm. If it's husband and wife, friendships, networking. I'm gonna pick a target within that space. The O is the outcome. What do I want the outcome to be from my speech? The R is research and relevance. If I got time, what do I research? And then I, I comb through it and say, what's the relevance of what I research? Everything ain't for them. Mm -hmm. And then the M is the moment. What is the moment I can create that makes them turn from away fans to home fans where they have to take me with them? So I'm gonna have some quotables that they'll have to share, share me on their Facebook, their Instagram. If we're talking to leadership, I make the statement, leadership is inviting people on a journey to discover themselves while they follow you. That's a quotable. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna rewind it again and say, let me say it again. That's the moment. It could be at any point. If I know that it's a cold audience, the moment's at the beginning. Oh, so, so you create the moment, then you rap, you make sure that's the theme of this whole time. It's like a good movie. You, you see the killer, but you're not sure it's the, it's the underlining thing throughout the message. That now, every time I'm transitioning to a next thought, I'm reinserting it or, or adding to it. And then I'm going to have those quotables, almost like Kevin Hart, all right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. You force them to sing a song. So it's like, that's it. Storm method. Okay. Hold on. Let me make sure I got it. So subject, which is the broad subject, but it's too broad to be effective. Absolutely. It's the relationships or mindset right or finance is all too broad right and then topic i mean target which is um that's your a, a um identifying what in the subject that you're going to talk about absolutely so if it's you're talking about finances well we're going to talk about 
maybe personal finances yep. or getting out of debt or target. Absolutely. Right? Then the O is, don't tell me, O is the, ah, <laughs> hold on. Explain, explain it, but don't tell me the okay. word. It's, 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 your, it's your greatness scale. The O really is, you already know going into it. I want, I, this <coughs> is how I know it's successful speech. If, uh, I, if I accomplish this, this, then I did this well. The O is the... I got to guarantee you, the outcome. Outcome, you yes. Know, you should the already outcome. know, like, that's the, that's the biggest part for me. Gotcha. What do I, like, if you tell me I got an hour, but something crazy happened, I got 15 minutes. What's the thing I would have had to say to keep from going home saying, Dang, I wish I would have. Right, right. The outcome. Okay, the R is relevance. Yep. Um, re you used Re another word. Research and relevance. Research and re relevance. Okay, so you'll bring out some stats and information about that particular yep. subject, topic, yep. outcome, relevance. And M is the moment. Yep. The one where you create the song. This is the moment. Every, every speech got it. Like E.T.'s is if, if you want to... When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Mm. I don't think he knew it was the moment when he said it, but it's the moment mm. of the speech. Whether it be a Jim Rohn, whether it be a Martin Luther King, he didn't plan on calling it the I Have the Dream speech. It wasn't. Yeah. It's that, that thing, but I'm just intentional about it. You're intentional about it, creating the moment. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I need to step my game up as a speaker, I guess. But once again, I name everything. Right. Storm Method, the adult GPA, win the day to own mental real estate. Right. Now, so I probably have a, a, a system. I just don't, I didn't name it. Now, if you think of it, you're going to say, if somebody says something similar, man, that's kind of like my guy. Marcus, you got to think all the storm. I own mental real estate now. Ah, uh, okay. I, so you're rent free in my head right now. <laughs> okay, all right. You just, moved, you just moved in, huh? Okay, all right. Shout out to right. you, brother. Okay, right. that's pretty cool. I'll see, I'll see what you did there. Okay, so was it, so after that, it wasn't just straight speaking, like you've done some things in between. Yeah. That 12-5 check and today. Yeah. In between, speaking was the birth, was the launching pad because it got me in front of more people. Mm -hmm. But the bigger part for me, the book, the book did it, man. It created a hustle in me where I moved from Tallahassee to Atlanta. I had lived out for those five years. I became the operations manager at Florida State from entry-level position all the way up to operations manager in a year. Mm using that concept and I quit the job, moved to Atlanta. That was the last job I worked, moved to Atlanta and started over. As soon as I got here, I totaled my car, my mm. house, you know, I had somebody that was supposed to rent it out. They lost their job. So it was like, it was grind mode. Mm -hmm. Neck messed up, wrist messed up. So what I did in between was every day, same thing you did. I said, I got to sell five books a day. Got out, mastered my pitch. Mm -hmm. That was my active audience. Going to Starbucks, tried to find a way to, how do you tell someone about a book without them knowing it's yours? So Explain not, that. Expound on that. So if I say, hey, man, I got this book, you're immediately defensive. Bro, scram. Get out of here. But if I, if I start conversation, hey, man, how you doing? And I move into what kind of books you read. Mm. From that, yeah. we start a conversation. So what was your day like? Right. And then it kind of segments into and, winning the and day. And I would talk about the concept of the book. Man, that's great. What is that? Man, I'm going to look it up. Oh, man, it's a book called Win the Day. And I didn't go on Amazon intentionally on, at first because I was thinking build a business. I only had about 600 followers on Instagram because I started my accounts over. So I couldn't sell on social media. That's why I say I love how my journey was. I could tell a person how to make six figures without social media. Because I did it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I didn't sure. have a following. I couldn't be lazy. I had to actually market. So from that, five books a day, it kind of just picked up. I did a book sign. Parks and Crump, you probably know Attorney Crump, he can represent everybody mm -hmm. that's in a legal case. They let me do my first book signing there. Sold 1,000 copies that, w that weekend. So 1,000 copies. From there. Hey, was it like bulk? Did you like get some companies buying bulk or is it just? It was people who just believed me. I had some schools, like a lady came and bought 200 for her school, let me come and speak at her school the next day. I had a couple people bought five here, 10 there, looked up at the end of the night, I had a thousand books total, looked up at the end of the, of the book signing and had a few books left. And by that, next, mm. by that weekend, it was that Friday, by that weekend, all of them was gone. Ordered mm. them again and was in Tallahassee, said, I'm going to hit all of Florida. Mm. Coffee shops, pop-ups, schools would offer to speak for free, see if they could buy a couple books. Looked up, sold another thousand. Orlando, Titusville, Sanford, Jacksonville. Just, I had to make Circuit, enough to cover yeah. my hotel. 
for sure. and my gas. And I, that's, it was everyday meeting people, a couple hundred books. And it kind of just took off, friend of a friend. I did little sneaky stuff like show up at hotels, would see what conference was coming up, find out the person's name, contact them. And some people would say that someone, they would keep me in mind. One time a person, uh, wife got pregnant, had the baby, so they called me last minute to come mm. in and speak. That turned, so it's like, I, was, I wasn't lazy with it. That hustle. Like when people ask, how do you sell 10,000 copies of one today? Well, it's not a good, it's, the book is great. The content is, formatting was horrible. It wasn't perfect, but it was what I needed. I had a concept and stayed at it. I did a two-year book launch. It looked like it was always launching. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So you you also like did some other entrepreneurial things, yeah. right? Or did some... In this journey, did you... Uber wasn't out back then, right? Nah, nah. I would have if it was. Oh, what? If it Being was. The streets and as a new entrepreneur back then, oh my God, I would have. Right. That, you know what? I think it's the best thing and the worst thing to happen to entrepreneurs because, you know, we didn't have it. Yeah. We, didn't, we couldn't just hop in our car and build our business and that be a, a mobile job, right? And a source of income. Right, and a source of income. But at the same time, because it... it because they have it now, yeah. it's like you can get so comfortable in that and get tied up in the busy work. Oh, my That's God, the plan. Yeah. And you get to call yourself an entrepreneur <laughs> while you're Ubering, you feel me? And yeah. we can't call ourselves that with a job, period. Yeah. But that transition is like, uh, I'm still an entrepreneur, I'm out here grinding. Man, you, you, I look at, I think entrepreneurship now, man, is, is fun, it's laughable to say the least. It's predatory. Coaching mm -hmm. is too. Oh, for sure. It's, Those it's, are facts. It's extremely predatory because people don't have, like, have a clear system. Like mm -hmm. what I pride myself on is the process. I got a clear process that I could walk you through. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
Everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. I call it the mob. Monetize online business blueprint. That I can literally, I know it's three phases. I know what happens when you come in. I can give it to you. I don't withhold information from you. In essence, I give my business away. Right. I've documented all of it. That's a clear process. I can tell you what happens when. We can talk about every step of the way of how you can take your idea, get in front of your direct audience, and market online. Hmm. If you're talking about marketing headline and hooks, if it's figuring out the, the core language for who you speak to, it's a difference if I say I'm a fitness and I'm a fitness person and I'm an entrepreneur. And I say come, come sign up for my boot camp where I'm gonna teach you how to how to how to lose weight, right, hmm. and get in shape. Horrible language. Mm. Before you can monetize, I'm gonna tell you, hey, let's come up with a marketing headline and hook. Mm. How to lose stubborn belly fat without giving up foods you love and spending hours in the gym. Mm. That's a that's a for, because you eliminated their pain point. Now on the back end, you got a solution. Right. You've removed every barrier of them not doing it. They don't want to spend hours in the gym, give up foods they love. Now you just got to name your your product something. What is your program that you walk them through? And the biggest money is not selling to the people who want to lose stubborn belly fat and give up food they love. It's the other trainers that want to know how you got that many people. Mm. So it's document the process, which most entrepreneurs do not. It's think long term of how can you fire yourself yeah. from as many tasks as possible. And how can you organize your day in a way that you put pressure on yourself? Like, man, I, I, I demand more for myself than any human being could ever demand. Yeah. Like, so what you've done in entrepreneurship and what's happening now is people just don't want to work. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not entrepreneurism. Yeah. I, just, I just said it yesterday. I was saying, man, it's, it's the idea that people will, will excuse themselves away or talk about entrepreneurism when really they should be partnering with people. You're yeah. not going to tell me that you're going to move from being the entry-level employee who someone had to tell you what to do mm. to now being HR, admin, marketing, finance, mm -hmm. invest. You become all those things. Yeah. I don't think you do. I can say my skill set was my ability to be the walking I know I can only do one thing well, communicate. Mm. I can take raw ideas and package them. That's right. great for marketing. Mm -hmm. Now, I can, if, I, if I could figure out which took me time and money, automation, sales funnels, email marketing, copy, those are, those are three out of the 10 primary income generating skills for online businesses. Yeah, facts, facts. So I'm like, you wrote 23 books, okay, I can write copy. Mm. You, you're a speaker, okay, I can find a way to communicate a message. So it's like now, if I can help any entrepreneur, my biggest thing is most entrepreneurs really should partner with people. Yeah. Like, they ought to be the. They ought to, like what I what I talk about all the time, like Steve Jobs. Be the idea person. Yeah. You know, if you know you're not the executor, be the idea person. But one of the hardest things uh, for any human being to do is to work with another human being. Oh my God. It almost never works out. Almost never. <laughs> it's so hard, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, look at marriages, like you know, relationships, uh, yeah. family. People grew up together and they split True. or. It's one of the hardest things to do. So we, we know, I think, I think a lot of people know that partnership is better than doing it alone because you yeah. just can't do everything, yeah. right? But how do we become a part of that small group of people who can get it right? Man, I would say the one of the lessons I've learned is, you know how you find people who look at you like a mentor, man, I learned so much from you. Those are the worst people. Because secretly, I told you, leadership is inviting people on a journey to discover themselves while they follow you. That means your life is going in the direction they want it to go. Mm -hmm. The problem is, if they follow you for too long, they eventually rival you. Because in essence, they followed you because they wanted to be you. They didn't discover themselves. 
the people when you talk about that Bill, explains so much right there. Yeah, like it's it's those people who they felt like you would put them on. They wanted to skip steps. They didn't in essence want to follow you. They wanted you. They wanted they wanted to shorten the gap, but they didn't want to pay you for it. I've learned those people who come. Like to, people want to volunteer for a bit. <laughs> all, all the time, right? All the time. They don't want to help you. They just want to get it free. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. And, okay. and steal information so now eventually they're going to rival you. They're mm. not on your team. They're your competitor. Mm. They're just not good enough yet to be your competition, but they can hang around you so long that they think they know the information. Mm. So they really start in their mind thinking, I can take him. Mm. And it becomes this competition. I, I've learned that you got to find what you're not so you can visit what you're not often. So when I'm built, when I'm thinking of building a team, find what you're not, so you can visit what you're not often. Yeah, like when you think of, you say, okay, I'm not an admin person. Okay, you need an admin person so you can visit that more often. Yeah. That's a part of you that you're not that you need to hang around and visit. If you know you're not a finance person, you need that so you can visit it. If you know you're not analytical, you need. If you're creative, now you know. Okay, I get an idea. I got two people on my team or three people. All right, I need to go talk to my guy who's going to get me excited about it. Mm -hmm. But then when it's time to fund it, I know she's going to say it's just stupid. But let's go. You need somebody right. to shoot you out. So it's that. It's building a team that doesn't rival it. Because if not, man, what happens with most people, they, they buy into a vision. They, they hop in shotgun into your life. And when you arrive at where you told them, typically there's nothing there for them. Mm -hmm. The job was for them to learn to build their own but not on the back of stealing from you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? for sure. So I learned, man, I had so many people, man, I love what you're doing, bro, I wanna rock out with you. In essence, they didn't love, they wanted to, they wanted my opportunity. Yeah. The, the worst thing, man, like that's why I love our friendship, like how we've connected, I always check on you, think about you. It's bad when people see you as an opportunity and not a person. Mm. When you transition in their eyes and they stop seeing you as a person and mm. it start, man, who do I know that can help me? Let me call that. You're an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You're not a person to them no more. They don't care nothing about how you genuinely doing. Yeah. The bulk of when I hit you, bro, what's good with you? Hey, I really want to know how it's doing. Okay, how can you I still support owe you? me dinner, bro? You, Yo, you, you intentionally don't Yo, let me bro, give you dinner nah, just fam, so you can nah, do this. Because <laughs> we were supposed to get like some crab cakes. We were supposed to go somewhere uh, like hey. two, three years ago. Okay. Yo. He's like, Yo, I'm gonna take hey, you it out. It really has been that long. And uh, it just never had. No, I think I think we went to lunch. Did we go to lunch or you something like that? You wouldn't let me pay. Yeah, yes, yeah. So I took him to lunch. He's like, yo, I owe you. And I'm like, yo, bro, you know. All right, so I keep bringing this up because it was one time like we were supposed to get together, but Marcus couldn't make it. So now I hold it over Yo. I hold it over his head I tried, every time. I tried to pay. You said, no, nah, this one ain't expensive. <laughs> yo. Hilarious. It's true. Literally wouldn't let me pay. But, it, <laughs> but it's that. Like, yeah, that, sure, it's that, sure. that genuine concern for people. Like, mm. I, I look at people and say, yo, it's that. Like, how can I how can I genuinely add value, stay connected to people, yeah. which you have? Man, you'll be around a million people and just be floating, talking. <laughs> like, it's a gift. Yeah. And you know what? I, the thing is, sometimes... So you'll bring somebody on, you know, you get the people that say, yo, I just want to help out, right? Yeah. And they stay around for a while and they get what they needed and then they leave. Yeah. And I should be okay with that. But it's not until probably maybe like a year ago, I realized that they didn't come on to be with me forever. Yeah. They came on to build something. I looked attractive enough and they said, yo, this guy can help me. And I looked at them like, yes, I can help them. But it was like, it was too long where I was looking at the people that I was helping as if they were coming to help me. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would feel, I would feel some type of way after I've helped them and they're like, yo, I appreciate it. And they leave. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I invest a lot. So I had to really check, uh, like Willie Moore Jr. said, he said, purify your motive. Mm. And I had to really start to purify my motive. Am I helping people? because I genuinely want to see them go to the next level, or am I helping them to get them to a next level so they can help me on another level? I had to check myself on that.
The game is still on. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. That's right. It's going to be five intense days, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long with breaks in between. 60 plus successful speakers, which means 60 plus virtual sessions and workshops and private group access. And that's not it. All live sessions will be recorded and sent to every attendee. That's That's right. right. Every Every attendee. attendee. You'll never have to worry about missing a workshop. And with VIP access, we'll have the Social Proof Sunday calls ready for you every Sunday in April after the conference featuring social proof speakers you can engage with live. It's the, it's the Real, Real Social, social proof, proof Online Summit, Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. Get your tickets now at www.realsocialproof.com And I, I don't think you're wrong for wanting both. Yeah, but I had to realize it though. Yeah. I had to really have a conversation with myself like what are you really doing this for? Now there are some people like super like my man, um, I'll say Jovan um, he came in as my coaching in the coaching program, and he just stayed around. And you know, he started helping out anywhere he can. Yo, I just, I'll volunteer, whatever. I want to help out. He comes here. He manages the whole complex. Um, and I, I know that his ambition isn't, yo, let me get to the next level. He is genuinely a helper. Yeah. Like his gift is, and I don't think he necessarily wants to be the Jordan. His gift is. Yeah. Yo, I can be Scotty, and I'm going to be the best Scotty there is, and we both going to win. You found something. Yeah, but that's rare. It is because everybody now, man, wants to be a number one. Yeah. And they don't realize, man, the the gap is the the number two. My mentor, I I can say his name, Anthony Andrews out of Houston, he said he's mastered that he is at his best when he's a Pippin. He said he made his, he said as long as he tried to be number one, he never could succeed. Mm-hmm. He said he made millions, literally. His first year that he scaled 3.5 and kept going beyond that was doing nothing more than being the number two to eliminate every issue that you have. He builds out their sales team, their marketing, he takes, takes it off their plate, and he eats a percent, he gets a percentage of what he brings in. Mm. He know as a high-end CEO, they're looking at numbers. So imagine coming into it and say, hey, don't pay me anything. I'll eat what I'll, I'll build out a team. Mm-hmm. I'll get people to buy into me. And I'll eat. I'll eat what I produce. Man. And the ability to do that, his ongoing statement: If you are who you say you are, it's a good deal. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, the thing is, I, I honestly think I would, skill set wise, I would make a better number two than a number one. Really? I really feel that way. I just don't want to. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, because I get in my because I, I get in my creative mode where yo this is this is ha- this is the vision. I just have to I I see it to I see it. Yeah. Right. And for somebody to say, well, no, that's not going. It's like, Ugh. but in terms of connecting somebody, that's why I like to connect for free. Like that's why people are like yo you can. I was talking to my man Kaz and Kaiser, you know. Yeah. He said, man, he said, yo, you are a master connector, bro. Yeah. Like, you just walk people indoors, and yeah. it's like, it's amazing. And he said, yo, people charge for that. Like, people have whole businesses around that. They do. And I'm like, yo, I want to just do that because that's what I do. <laughs> but I got to build. I got to build. However, I am okay. Like, me and Ernestine, we have a, a, a program that we built together. She's the star, and I just get to do, I get to support that. Yeah. But it's an event once a month. It's not like a, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's a lot, man. You gotta be a special type. I know, I it's know, I know myself. If I was the number two to someone because I have so much vision, indirectly I would end up being too critical of them because of how I see it in my That's head. It. The best way to word it to you, lions don't play together, man. They go on their territory. Like if mm. you know you're a number one, ain't no need in being on the, t- ain't no need in Kobe and Westbrook trying to play together. We right. both dogs, man. Like right, come right. on. But I, you know, I, I think there, there got to be a way to coexist, though. Um, so, for, for instance, my girl Donnie, I'm doing a lot of name dropping. Shout out to all my friends. Uh, me and Donnie, we're going to be uh, putting something together. She's a lion. Yeah. Like, she's a driver. But I think the cool thing is she respects my gift and will let me go out and play, and she'll go collect the money. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, it, I, I think understanding... Um, if we're both going to the same direction, yeah. we we both have to have some sort of humility and self-awareness to say, oh my God. I'm not the person that's going to like, Donnie's going to say, yo, this is the invoice. <laughs> no, this is this is how much we charge. Pay it again. David yeah. says, I mean, well, you can pay me later. It's all good. You know 
that 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 has been my Achilles heel too, man. Mm. Like in my heart, I want to save and serve the world. Mm. Like if I could, I, money only means for me the ability to help more people. That's yeah. it. For like, sure, facts. That's all. Facts. I, that's all I want to do. So it's like it's this balancing act because people will take advantage of you. Like I mean, deplete you and then run off and then yeah. they will pay someone what you really should have got. Like I'm learning, man. I, I make this statement to my clients. Every dollar amount you take from someone comes with a mindset. Mm. So like underpricing comes with a mindset. Facts. And typically they don't get the best me, I don't get the best them. It just causes frustration that makes it harder for me to serve that person who's really my ideal client. Mm. So now I've learned, man, nah, I won't accept that dollar amount. That, mm. that come, I'll work with you for free because I expect right. that from you. But if you, you can't lowball me, you can't take me into this low amount, what, nah. See, that's my thing. If I do it for free, I give you. I'll take the money you offer me. Nah, I won't. You feel like I don't. I don't I know. It's just. I, I, ah, like that's what made me transition from coaching. Like I'm more in a. I, if I, I want to do it, I got you. If I want to do it, I got, like I'm big. I need to see. I'm a. I'm the type of personality. I have to see success. So I'm frustrated. Mm. So I can't just coach, 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 coach indefinite. We have to say we're gonna run two miles. That's the finish line. Mm. So. I noticed with coaching, I was frustrated because I'm talking to people. I'm, I'm constantly, I'm taking it more serious than them. Yeah. So now I, I only do business implementation. Mm. We implement a marketing and monetization system. Yeah. Now it's a start date. It's an end result. We can gauge it in three phases. Phase one, now you can grade me. I got to rise to the occasion for every client. It's custom. Mm. That's different. Plus, I can talk to you less. Yeah. I don't do time sessions. You say, oh, I just want one session. I don't do them. You got to do the whole situation or not at all. It's a, I feel like, It's yeah. a disservice to like. me and you because I'm invested when I talk to you. Mm. How many times you get on a call and you come up with the greatest concepts? You look up and the person does, oh, this is good. And all they walk away with is a notebook. They come to an event. All they walk away with is a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just coaching enough small business owners, I feel like that they have to go through that process of, like, I got one, one client. I have to tell him three times. Wow. I have to. I'll say it today. He'll go about his business. I'll talk to him four months later. I'm like, yo, did you do it? No. Yo, bro, this is what you need to do. He'll go about his day. Next six months, I see it. Bro, what are we? Oh, wow. Are we there? Third time. But the next time I see him, he did it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. My man got a pattern. Yo, I got to tell him three times. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I think just being in that environment long enough, yeah. you'll kind of start to find your way a little bit. Man. Or do people just consume content and just... Oh, I, I, well, people consume content, they, they force feed, but people now also are thought thieves. Mm. People are notorious for stealing someone else's thought and don't have the skill set to support it when they articulate it. Yeah. So it's, it's a very poor ripoff. It's like the, the meme to go around of the Jordan where he got two pom-poms. Like, that's mm. the way they rip off people's thought. They take a concept. And I've seen people try to flip one the day so many times into... Mm all these different things like that's a I've seen people flip language or things that, that people come up with I've heard your content I've said it to you before yeah so it's I think that people consume it for a reason where the joke the ongoing joke I have is what do people do with all that all that video they they use when they add an event filming or going live like what do they do with all that <laughs> like do they actually go back and watch it where you're so busy recording to share that they don't take it in themselves it's like mm. a chef who dies of starvation cooking for other people Mm. That's what this generation is doing now. They are, they are in, in a rush to be feeders before they're learners. Mm. You, like, how, you, how are you going to express and share this with someone before you digest it? Thanks. Like, so I believe in you ought to be able to go three levels deep with whatever you share. If not, don't tell me. Like, mm. It can't just be head knowledge. It can't be information. Can the information transition into a strategy? Can the strategy turn into a process that anyone can follow without you? Mm. Like IKEA furniture, it's directions. Yeah. Like that's what I'm big on. Can can I? I'm in the phase of my life now, 35. I'm gonna get married this year. I'm telling you, I'm following. Hey your man, take an application. I'm following your lead. <laughs> but it's reproduction. Like can I? Like now, my scoreboard is back at zero. Like everything that I wanted to do, I can say I've done. I wanted to write a book since I was 10, 23. I I said I wanted to sell a thousand books, I've sold well over 10,000. I'll say I want to travel to five countries, I've been around the world, 40 plus. 
Now it's, can you reproduce yourself in somebody else? Can I partner with somebody long enough to take what I have, the discipline, the concepts, the ideas, and not make them me? Mm. Not make them me, but give them something that makes me relevant beyond me. Like, can, can I take myself into other rooms like you? You, gonna, you, gotta, you gotta transition beyond time where somebody mentions something, they gotta say, man, I remember 30 years from now, man, I remember when I was at Social Proof at like, now you can go into, in, you're in rooms you're not in. Like, that's what we ought to be after. Honestly, talked to um, a lot of you know. First, I, I kind of want to just get back on this uh, you being single thing, man. So uh, <laughs> why did I say what, it? What you what you like in why these streets, I, man? Why did I say it? What you like in these streets? You know, man. I want a girl with extensions and a hair bamboo. <laughs> at least, at least two. Now, you know, man. For me now, it is the idea of I'm I'm a very complex person. I learned that about myself. I am. Um, I used to do those tests whether you're extrovert or introvert. Mm -hmm. I'm both. Yeah. So I, it's that dynamic. I am. Have you taken a disc? I have. I have. When's the last time you took it? It's been a while. Like I was like I was I was uh, high D, but it was mixed with um, forgot the other letters. But it was like it was. It was I'm gonna send it to you because I'm uh, I'm certified in uh, behavior science on like three different. I got like three different certifications. I'll take it for real. I yeah, really. It's wow. I, would, I would love to see it because it'll help me see even more how like now I'm big on how much do I need to contradict the younger me. I think it's too much mm. of that younger guy in me that, that has his ways, but imagine you, so are, you still want, are you saying you still want to play? Nah, is that what you say it on nah, camera, Marcus? I'm saying, you know, you have those things where you, you create certain rituals. Like when mm. I say every day at two hours and 40 minutes, no woman's going to understand not talking to me for the first two hours of my day, <laughs> or three hours of my day. Oh, for sure. And no for matter to, how much they understand right now. Right. And for me, six to, months and, later. And for me to genuinely get mad, like, you know, that's my thing. Right. <laughs> right. At first it's like, oh, he's so hard working. Now it's like, it's so aggravating. Like, so it's learning the adjustment of that. It's learning putting people, like I'm super neat. All my clothes are in color order, the short sleeve, my DVDs alphabetical order. Like I never let my bed not be made. So it's like I'm tallest to shortest and seasonless. Like that's how my mind works, right? Because I'm very mentally organized. I've got to figure out it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to let it go. It don't have to go this way. So like that's the part of me where I've got to change. But what I'm looking for is my, my mother and father have been married over 40 years. My aunt, before my uncle passed, had been together since eighth grade. So I'm used to seeing that. All my aunts and uncles have been together forever. My, not to get too deep into their business, my uncle had so many strokes, he had to sleep on the couch for the last 15 years of their marriage. And she was with him to the day he died. Wow. Um, because he couldn't, lay, he couldn't lay down on the bed. So he had to sit up in a recliner because of, high, because of uh, some health conditions. Oh, wow. So of course, countless, it wasn't physical. So I'm saying, you, I've got to be with a woman that, not based on now, that you, can I trust her to make a decision about whether they pull the plug or not? Can I trust her with finance? Can I trust her to raise my kids? So I'm thinking now beyond just, dang, you fine. Oh, you look good. Can you, can you go to church with me? Can you go to the White House? Can you hang out in the hood? Like, can we do it all? Can we sit and talk? Can we build business? Can you think of more ways to spend money than to make it? If you can, then the answer is no. You might have created a player, man. You, <laughs> you had to create yeah. a player, brother. Here's well, I, I think, because that's a long list. It, but that, all that stuff is lifestyle. It's not. I didn't mention. It is. I didn't mention physical. That's just that's mindset, lifestyle. Right. I'm, but I'm, so, you're super organized. If they're not super organized, but they know what to do. Like you could trust them with. Um, if you're in a coma and they're the yeah. the uh, power of attorney, you could trust them with that. However, they still get mad about them two hours. You feel me? I, I can make the adjustments. It's That's why I said those I'm willing to make the adjustment on. My, or they got everything you just talked about, but my, you got to try. My non-negotiables. <laughs> you feel me? My non-negotiables is faith. Like, we've got to believe the same. Mm -hmm. I believe in not no higher power. I believe in Jesus. Okay. I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it can't be that. That's important to me. The other thing is our views on money. I don't, I don't think that, I, I, don't, I don't think we got to be fiscally responsible, aka cheap like me, but we got to be some balance. The other side is, of course, I got to be attracted to you, but that's on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. But when people say, oh, it's, you know, beauty, be she can be beautiful on the inside. Well, I see you outside. Before <laughs> <laughs> well, I see you inside, what? Before I know how you think. I need that outside, right? <laughs> you know, that outside, right. Because I think it's wrong. The worst thing you could do 
is if you know that you want a particular thing is marry a woman knowing you want something opposite mm -hmm. and make her feel less than because you got a wonder and I would never yeah. do that to nobody. Like yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, that's real. That's yeah. wrong. My wife is my whole type. She's like a lot too. And the fact that you smiled and days off in space. Oh. Like, hey, he he looked over at <laughs> oh. <laughs> that. That's what I want. Yeah, bit of my type, I, I want that. Where yeah. I, where every time I talk about her, man, it's the the I think for success, man, is a wife and kids that they when somebody applauds you in a room, imagine you get an award and your wife and kids roll their eyes like he ain't none of that, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the ultimate failure. The ultimate success is the people who are there with you every day can smile like, man. Mm. They got no candidates right now? I don't, man. See, don't. see, that's the thing. When you was living in Atlanta every day, we are talking, you like, yo, I think I can rock with it. I mean, a couple weeks later, you're, always, you're like, you, nah, I ain't You it, know but. what's crazy, though, man? I, 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 I reap what I sowed, right? Mm -hmm. And most guys won't admit it. I have my heart broken, good old-fashioned, man. Mm. I'm talking about was all in, thought it was it, and I'm talking about, like, full-fledged, like, whoo, all right, that one hurt. And I took a year. Mm. From, I took a whole year, man, and didn't date at all. Mm. Like, I haven't from... September, October of 2018, going into now. Not one date, none of that, man. I have taken a year to, to say, okay, did I choose wrong? What was I looking for? Like, you gotta ask yourself as a person, when you see stuff and you put up with it, why did I put myself on sale? Say it one more time. Like, if somebody does something opposite of what you know you want, know you desire, and it hurts right. you and you forgive it over and over and the person doesn't change, you gotta ask, why did you put yourself on sale? They never met your demands. Why'd mm. you put yourself on sale to, to do that? So I had to look at that. I had to look at my own insecurities. I had to look at, too, that emotion I made other people feel I felt. So yeah. it was like, okay, I like it. Yeah. Now I can be a man. I can yeah. say, okay, this hurt. This, this is uncomfortable. Like, yo, I'm talking about it. it was, imagine as a man, you think, okay, I'm finally there. It's, it's an easy situation. But for someone to say, oh, no, nah, you're not my type after you've been dating for a minute. Like, you're like, ooh, that's an eat. And you're talking about somebody who's never had them words said to him. Right. And to bruise your ego. Oh my God, yeah, that thing was. What you mean, I'm everybody type. What, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, you must be blind. What you, you know? But it, See it, this bald head and this beard, huh? Listen, what'd you say, we in style right now. We in style right now, like, yo. Bald head and beard is definitely in style. And like women, you know, like women, are used to it. like I, I, mm. I, the greatest pain most women feel is from an absentee father or a man who cheated. Men nice. aren't used to feeling that same depth of pain from women. So like when you process that, it man, it, it hit me. It, I didn't realize how much it affected me and business and everything else. Yeah. Like that joint hit me. Yeah. I had to, wow. <laughs> mm. So I was like, I'm not gonna take that pain into no other relationship. Now I'm ready. I'm ready to be married. Ready to have kids. Mm. All that good stuff. Good. Well, look, man. Make make sure y'all y'all look. Y'all see his Instagram. <laughs> Don't do okay? it. Hit him up. Don't do okay? it. Hit Reconsider. Him up. <laughs> Reconsider. <laughs> unless unless you on that list. You feel like? <laughs> That's what he's supposed. He's supposed to say, Nah, I don't read. Him. Yeah, but he's like, Yo, my my Instagram's blocked. But all right, cool. So one one last question. Um, uh, I like to make predictions on the podcast. Okay. So for anybody that's watched my podcast, I like to find out how we can be somewhat prophetic. So I want to know where you see yourself and what do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five to 10 years so we can watch this five to 10 years later and say, wow, Marcus said that five, 10 years ago. I, I remembered, I got the footage, here's the video. So where, where do you, what do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five, 10 years? Oh man, this is easy. I got three of them, uh, marriage, ministry, and millions. So uh, I'll be married, I want two kids, sons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other part is ministry. I want to uh, I want to I want to do for a church what the internet did for whether it be Uber or how for every time that you decided to say I'm going to stream it, you put DVD companies out of business. They mm -hmm. didn't know it. You put Blockbuster out of business. You put taxi cabs out of business. So what all that technology did for every entity, whether it be the housing market, I want to do that for church. I think that the church could be the greatest power in terms of community development economic empowerment, mm. education, family support. I think we, it's a time that we need it, but it has to mirror Starbucks, like that third space. Okay. You know, so I want to create a space that's not a place you go to on Sunday, but a community that's global and worldwide. So I, that's my focus. Right. Ministry-wide, I want to do that. 
make the Bible relevant. And I think the pastor, the preacher, should be the dopest person in the world. I don't. Mm. I think they should be what the rapper and the CEO is. Okay. I do. Okay. So that's one piece. The last piece is millions. I want to be a person who uh, change change the economic structure. I want to give away houses, that kind of stuff. Like mm. I want to be in a position of a person who they can save. I want. I want to have given away more money than my net worth. So you want to be like, why do you give all that away? But he don't even have all that. Mm. Like, I, I, I want there to be an, an equity. Now, I'm not going to live in poverty. I'm going to mm. live well. For sure. But I, I really, like, those are my things. So marriage, happily married with two, with two kids, mm -hmm. ministry, spending my life touching and serving people, support, serving those who serve others, and really uh, helping people recommit, reconnect back to their, their faith. And the last part is the whole millions piece. Yeah. I have to be wealthy. My vision and, and purpose in life requires that I, who's going to pay for the stuff people are praying for? Mm. Somebody mm. got to pay for it. I love it. I love it. Man, listen, that, <laughs> drop, drop the mic right there. Listen, man, make sure y'all follow Mr. Marcus Rose. I don't know when you're watching this, but April 2nd and 3rd, uh, 2020, the Real Social Proof Conference is coming up. And yes. Mr. Marcus Y. Rozier will be in the building, okay? Like really giving you the game. So um, I'm really excited to, you know, just be your friend. I'm really happy and proud to say that um, I know you before you become a billionaire. Oh man, the, the feeling is mutual. Like I know, I know like you're gonna accomplish some extraordinary things, past what you're doing already as an entrepreneur, but um, you know, just some people just have that thing. Wow. And you, like, you know that what, like, where they are, right? There's, there's like, triple you inside of you that's like wow. trying to get out. Like, I, I just want the time to go by. I want 2025 to be here. So I that, see that. Yeah. So make sure you follow Mr. Marcus Y. Rosier, young ladies. <laughs> okay. I don't know when you're watching this, but uh, you better hurry up. Okay. Because the beer getting longer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Single man credit score just went up. <laughs> Hilarious. Yo, Mark, appreciate you coming through, hey, my man. brother. Pleasure's I see all you mine. Proof, man. Pleasure's all mine. Yo, this is your boy, Donald the Boys. Donald the Boys. And that's right. If you're listening, then you know a little bit of my swag, my production. I'm a voiceover artist, podcast producer, and also a little bit of a creative. And I want to offer you a special offer for this podcast listenership. That's right. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you need any kind of commercials, promos, or advertisements, that then I'll be sure to hook you up. With prices starting as low as $50 for a fully produced commercial, I'm willing to give you the best value that you can get anywhere. So once again, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And I look forward to talking to you. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.